Vision has just the right mix of music, inspiration and fun to kickstart your day. Rise and shine with Fel and DJ. Weekdays at breakfast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. You're listening in to Vision Christian Radio. Well, today on 2020, an amazing reconciliation story of what God is doing in Australia. You may be familiar with the Australian Prayer Network. We occasionally have a catch-up with Brian Pickering on issues to do with prayer. Well, of recent times, the team from the Australian Prayer Network conducted a Watchman School of Intercession. Now, that's uh, all about a special way of teaching about prayer. They held this in the New South Wales town of Inverell. Well, after one of the schools in the Presbyterian Church in Inverell, there was a moment in time that was to lead to the healing of a long-running rift in the Christian communities around Inverell. Well, that trigger came after a session that was all about the importance of spiritual and civic authorities working together to build up the community. Eventually, a meeting was called and local church leaders gathered together, along with civic leaders, including the mayor and a number of the councillors from Inverell, in what's described as a, a cold and wet night. In fact, as I understand it, it was a state-of-origin football night. Well, we're going to talk about what happened uh, in that prayer time, in that a particular teaching all about the civic authorities and spiritual leaders working together over this coming hour. And I hope you can stick around because it is an amazing story. I want to welcome three guests who are joining us, the three main players in what has happened in the unfolding of this wonderful reconciliation. Matthew Balti, who is part of the Australian Prayer Network, is joining us as is Randall Gorger. Randall is leader of the Bruderhof community in Inverell, and Phil Wiedemann, who leads the Presbyterian Church in Inverell, also joining us. First of all, welcome along to you, Matthew Balti. Thanks, Neil. Lovely to be here with you. And uh, to acknowledge you, Randall Gorger, welcome. Thank you very much, Neil. And Phil Wiedemann, welcome to you. Yes, beautiful day in Inverell. Um, so it's great to be with you as well. Okay, that's that's wonderful. Look, as we get underway with this conversation, we are going to be telling a story and uh, the encouragement to listeners today, if you can stay with us uh, through this hour, uh, to be able to hear the whole story, I think it's going to be a real blessing to you. And I know that there'll be communities in other states and territories around Australia where some similar challenges might be presented to churches in the community. But as we get underway today, I want to be able to open up just by talking about uh, the biblical concept of reconciliation, because oftentimes we talk about reconciliation with God, but what flows out of that, of course, is reconciliation to one another. If I come to you, Matthew Balti, first, Matthew, when you talk about reconciliation, how do you understand uh, that concept and the way that you might present things like that in a in a watchman uh, prayer session how do you think of reconciliation well neil you uh, you you nailed it absolutely when you say that uh, that what what christ has done for us at the cross in reconciling us with god then begins to flow out into our relationships with others it flows out into our relationships in our families and into our community and it's uh, it's not just a vertical reconciliation in other words between uh, god and people but it's between 
people and people. And that's, uh, that's what we're about to talk about, this wonderful reconciliation that's occurred uh, within the body of Christ in Inverell as uh, each and every believer took seriously um, uh, the call that Jesus makes to love one another. And uh, it, was just, it was just wonderful, just wonderful. Phil Wiedemann, you lead the Presbyterian Church in Inverell and you've been central to what's happened with this reconciliation as you've been challenged, even convicted uh, with this idea of reconciliation. How has that felt for you as that's begun to unfold? It's been, a, it's been an unusual, unusual and extraordinary experience in a sense. Um, just to, to make one point, really early on, um, my involvement was as part of the local ministers' association. So it wasn't something that was simply about the Presbyterian Church or, or me as a leader. It was really um, working with and on behalf of a lot of other leaders in town. Um, so, but um, the opportunity to see that overflow of God's work, um, as as you guys have already mentioned, out of the cross and the heart of God, the Father, heart of God of love for people. To see that flow through our community and incorporate um, eight or nine different churches and to have people want to want to turn up and put things of the past that were wrong, put those things right in the name of Jesus, it was a, a, an enormous privilege to be involved in something like that. Randall Gorger, this is obviously something as part of the Bruderhof community as well, this concept of reconciliation. It's a part of every Christian community in one sense, although sometimes we can gloss over these things. But uh, you've seen something wonderful in the hand of God operating in this spirit of reconciliation. Yeah, Neil, absolutely. Um, We're first reconciled with God through Jesus, and then um, reconciliation... I think means restoration and and that is deeper and that's what we've experienced here and it it totally came out of the blue so to speak for us we weren't expecting this because from the things that happened in the past we had long since ourselves moved on forgiven but as we went down this road with our fellow ministers and and really different congregations we realized that Yes, there were things that need to be healed. Yes, there were things that need to be set right. And um, relationships had to be restored. And, and that is, you know, one can, one can forgive your neighbor or forgive your spouse, but if there's a deep hurt, then that's where reconciliation comes in and restoration. And it's been an amazing journey to go with Phil and Matthew and, and the other uh, churches um, it's been incredible. It, it, is, it is God's work on this earth. Well, let's get into some of the nitty-gritty of the story. And Matthew Balti, if I yep. come to you, because you're an outsider to the town of Inverell, and uh, you came there as part of the team uh, with the Australian Prayer Network. If we're talking about uh, the Inverell history here, as an outsider who came in, how do you think of what's begun to unfold? A bit of an overview of the history of of the challenge that you were presented with. Well, the the interesting thing is, Neil, that that the challenge wasn't particularly obvious to us to begin with. We uh, we came in uh, with uh, the Australian Prayer Network, and this was uh, the Australian Prayer Network's 
uh, fourth visit to Inverell in about a two-year period, conducting these uh, watchman schools of intercession and beginning to teach the principles of prayer and intercession. And, and as, that was, uh, as that teaching uh, began to impact people, then, then all of a sudden uh, God's agenda for healing these wounds that, that we weren't particularly aware of uh, began to flow to the surface. It was quite, uh, uh, it was serendipity, if I can use that word, from our perspective. We, we weren't even aware of these divisions uh, until God's Spirit began to prompt and move people in, in response to some of the teaching. It was, uh, it, it, it was extraordinary and out of the blue for us as well. Just as Randall has said, it came out of the blue for them. It, it was clearly on the heart of God to, to do this work uh, and and he moved those uh, into the right place at the right time uh, so that this work could be uh, could be fully achieved if I come to you Randall Gorger as leader of the Bruderhof community in Inverell as you reflect on the history now I wonder whether you can put some things into a nutshell for us and to uh, to explain uh, you know a few details about the Bruderhof community and uh, and some of the the challenges that were presented there with the relationships with other churches Sure Neil I'm happy to do that um the Bruderhof is an, an international Christian community movement that began in the 1920s after World War 1 in Germany uh, when a theologian, Eberhard Arnold, and his wife, Emmy, um, were discouraged. They were um, concerned about the injustice they saw about the devastation of World War I. And they began to read in the Bible, especially the Sermon on the Mount and, and Acts. And through that began Christian community in Germany. Um, to make a long story short, we ran afoul of the Nazis in the 30s. Um, we are Anabaptists, which means we, um, we baptize adults. We are uh, akin to the Mennonites, Amish, Hutterites, even though we're not directly connected. Um, but we ran afoul of the Nazis because we refused to join the military. We refused to do the Heil Hitler salute. We refused a Nazi teacher in our school, and in 1937, the, the Gestapo surrounded the Bruderhof, um, dissolved the community, and sent 150 brothers, sisters, and children uh, packing out of the country with only what they could carry on their backs. Everything else was lost to the state. We spent the early years of the war in England Eventually, um, because our German members were going to be interred during the war, we ended up for 25 years in the jungles of Paraguay, which is a whole story in itself. Uh, many children died of tropical diseases. Um, it was a difficult time in our history. Later in the 50s, we moved to the States, and now we are uh, worldwide. We're in Australia. We're in England. We are in Germany, and we're back in Paraguay with a small community in Sension. So we've been around the world. We've suffered persecution. Um, and in a nutshell, that's a little bit of our history. Um, I could mention our, our history in Australia. In 1999, our church felt we needed to branch out to um, look outward 
and to find a new location to start community, to start mission. We picked Australia, part of the Pacific Rim, um, a new area of the world, and we were actually very, very excited. Um, we sent a delegation. We were welcomed by the federal government officials, state, local. Um, we toured properties, and eventually the Inverell Shire was extremely welcoming, and we purchased a property. My wife Linda and I arrived um, in August of 99, and we had the task to find our way through the various permissions you need to build a community. That's zoning, immigration, um, you name it. Um, very early on, um, while we had a, a generally warm reception by most everybody, and some people didn't really care if we were there or not, we increasingly had a small but vocal group of, of locals who opposed our development, and it began to go beyond planning issues. It began to get very personal, and they began to question even our Christianity. And for the next three years, um, we battled to get our permissions through. It was difficult. Um, these people went to the state, to the federal government, um, trying to stir up opposition against us. Um, having said that, I also want to say that those years, those three years, um, they built something in our relationship with um, others who were our friends. And we could not have done it without the good Lord, but without the support of, of many, many people here in the Inverell area. In 2002, we were able to get our zoning through and we were able to begin a business and build houses and begin to take care of our community. So in many ways, the individuals who were against us, um, we made peace with many of them, those that we, we could, not all, but, but many. And so like I said in the beginning, we, we had moved on from, from even realizing there was a deeper issue here that needed to be addressed. So that's just a little bit of the background. Let me come to Phil Wiedemann, who leads the Presbyterian Church and uh, today representing uh, those churches in the Inverell community. Phil, uh, when a group like the Bruderhof community uh, comes and settles and they're buying land and they are a community and wanting to be self-sufficient and despite the fact that they've got these great foundations in their Christian faith because they look a little different, is that uh, one of the uh, catalysts for, uh, you know, a developing prejudice? Was there a sort of a prejudice that was rising uh, in the Christian community, uh, the re remainder of the Christian community in Inverell? I think in nailing um, the sort of thing that, that got going at that time. Um, and it's not unusual in small communities, perhaps all over the world. There's, a bit of a, there's always a little bit of a concern about, a, about people who look different to us who are coming from another country who have different customs and in this case are dressed differently um, and um, that small town mentality against the outsider was definitely part of this but there was a, there was a Christian dimension as well there was a sense among a number of churches in town 
um, bad stories about the Bruderhof had been spread from outside of Inverell into the Inverell community. Christians in town had been directly um, encouraged to oppose the Bruderhof from coming here. And that got a bit of a momentum, momentum of its own. Um, some churches, some church leaders got on board the opposition. I know as far as the Presbyterians were concerned, there was a public meeting held in our church hall where um, some venom was expressed very strongly against the Bruderhof moving to Inverell. Um, there was an attempt to unite Christian churches against them coming and attempts to represent that opposition to the local council and to say, you know, it's the local council that can block the development and stop the Bruderhof building a community in Inverell and we need that to be done because we don't think these people belong here with us. Okay, we're going to continue our conversation in just a few moments hearing an amazing reconciliation story that is not just about individuals but it's about churches in an entire community coming together and being reconciled. Our three guests, we're talking with Matthew Balti, who's with the Australian Prayer Network, also Randall Gorger, who's leader of the Bruderhof community in Inverell, and Phil Wiedemann, who leads the Presbyterian Church in Inverell and is representing the uh, church leaders of Inverell today in our conversation as we talk about this wonderful reconciliation that has taken place. We're back with more in just a few moments. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. Well, we're unpacking a story of reconciliation today on 2020. In recent times, earlier this year, the Australian Prayer Network conducted a Watchman School of Intercession in the New South Wales town of Inverell. Well, after one of those schools of intercession in the Presbyterian Church in Inverell, there was a moment in time that was to lead to the healing of a long rift in the Christian communities around Inverell. And some of the controversy had begun with the arrival of what is known as the Bruderhof community in Inverell, and a community that wants to be self-sufficient, a Bible-believing Christian community, but they look a little different because of their desire to be self-sufficient. Let's talk some more about the way that this whole reconciliation has unfolded. Our three guests who are with us today on 2020... Matthew Balti from the Australian Prayer Network, Randall Gorger, who is the leader of the Bruderhof community in Inverell, and Phil Wiedemann, who leads the Presbyterian Church in Inverell. Uh, Matthew Balti, let me come to you, and you might like to set the scene for us. Uh, at the beginning of this wonderful reconciliation, it started with a breakthrough that came in one of your uh, prayer sessions. Describe for us how that catalyst started. It, uh, it, was, uh, it appeared quite unremarkable at the time, but we were, uh, it, during the, in the Watchman School of Intercession, we have a whole session on, um, uh, on a, a believer's authority. And one segment of that is talking about the, uh, how God uh, has placed in our communities two authorities, the civic authority and the spiritual authority. And in a small country town, that's the, the churches and the local council. And we were talking about how, uh, how important it is for the church 
to work with the council in building up the community that both groups have a heart to build up the community and uh, we uh, suggested uh, that uh, well during this teaching that on a particular cold wet Wednesday night uh, my wife and I were going to hold a, a meeting with some of the local Inverell ministers to talk about um, what we had experienced ourselves in Townsville when we were pastors up there and, and the uh, amazing work that began to build between the combined churches of Townsville and the Townsville City Council and many things that flowed out of that. And I think I've told those stories at other times, Neil, on the, on the program. But while we were saying, oh, we're going to have this meeting on Wednesday night. Uh, one of the, the gentlemen uh, in the prayer school, uh, it was a Saturday afternoon, he just jumped straight up when we said, oh, we're going to hold a meeting on Wednesday night. And he said, our mayor needs to be there. And he's a mate of mine. I'm jumping in my car right now and driving out to the mayor's place to tell him that there's these characters from the prayer network and, and they're going to talk on Wednesday night about the church and the council working together. You better be there. So off he went, jumped in his car and drove straight out and buttonholed the mayor on a Saturday afternoon uh, and said, you need to be at this meeting. And, and truthfully, Neil, we thought nothing more of it. We just thought this was just a, an excited local who, uh, who wanted uh, to talk to their mayor, but we didn't actually expect anything to flow from it. I guess it shows our, our lack of faith in some ways. Come the Wednesday night when we had planned this meeting to meet with a couple of the local uh, ministers to talk about this. Uh, uh, Phil was one of them and Chris Russell, uh, uh, another of the pastors. Uh, that We were expecting three people to come to this meeting because uh, it was a cold, wet Wednesday night in Inverell and it was state of origin night. So most people wanted to stay home and watch the football. We had booked a small room uh, in the uh, Presbyterian uh, uh, facilities and when the 50 people arrived, uh, we had to move into the large hall. We were stunned at how many came. In fact, the mayor came, much to our surprise, and, and other elected councillors, as well as uh, a senior council employees and a representative from, well, I think it was nine or ten churches, plus uh, a number of really seriously keen prayer people. So we were stunned at how many came and and i must say the sense in the room um i don't like to exaggerate too much but it it was bordering on on excitement and and white hot expectation that god was about to do something and we told the inverell story uh, the the townsville story to the inverell folk about what had happened when the church and the council had got together the mayor was sitting on the edge of his seat he was able to actually share his heart with the, with the uh, representatives from the churches uh, and, and they saw that his heart for the community was the same as theirs. Uh, and there was, this, there was this sort of knitting together of, oh, we're on the same page. And uh, from that meeting, uh, uh, Phil and, uh, and uh, Pastor Chris Russell from, uh, from Life Church were appointed, volunteered, co-opted, whatever happens in meetings, uh, to, to be the representatives of the churches to go and connect with the council. So that's the, that's the beginning of the story. So all of a sudden, there's this momentum for the church connecting with the council uh, to help build the community. Sometime later, uh, Phil and Chris find themselves at the council office 
uh, and the mayor wasn't there to talk to, but the CEO of the council was. And I might let Phil pick up the story from here as to what happened next. That's a good idea. Phil Wiedemann, uh, leading the Presbyterian Church, uh, you're a part of now a two-pastors delegation on your way to see the mayor. Uh, what happened in that, uh, that conversation that day? Well, he wasn't there, so we got to meet with one of the other uh, council employees pretty high up in the tree. Um, but we just walked in and, and, and started cold, really, just saying that um, we didn't think there was much of a relationship between the churches and the council. We'd like that to change. Um, we wanted to be churches that were connecting across the town. We wanted to be praying for council's work. We wanted to be possibly uh, contributing. As you know, We've heard stories of churches banding together and doing something special for the town, and we were just exploring that idea with that man. And I guess the conversation had gone on for something like 10 or 15 minutes when um, he changed the whole nature of that conversation because very bravely, in my opinion, he said, there's a real problem here. And the problem is that uh, the churches in Inverell are on the nose with the council, largely, completely because of the opposition that you gave to the Bruderhof um, coming to Inverell some 17 years before. Um, and look, that, that court... Chris and I completely off guard. We weren't there for to hear that. We weren't. We had. We weren't aware of that issue particularly. Chris had been in town at that time, but hadn't been very connected with the opposition movement. Um, various people in my church had been, but I wasn't aware of it. I'd only been in town for the last eight years, and nobody had really mentioned it to me. But there we were, suddenly sitting with a, an official in the council while he told us very clearly that there was a substantial problem between council and the local churches and the opportunity to work together um, was not good. It was an unexpected moment and it got Chris and I's attention very, very quickly. Okay, I, I imagine that it hit you like a sledgehammer and, uh, and we're going to be telling the story of how this reconciliation began to unfold uh, from this point where this representative of the council uh, told the church leaders that there's a rift and they'd like them to resolve it. And so we're hearing of, in some ways, I suspect, the way that God speaks sometimes, doesn't always use people within the church uh, to tell us that there's a problem needs to be resolved. Uh, we've just got a couple of minutes in the lead up to the news and we'll get, we'll get into the story of the actual reconciliation service after the news and a great story it is too for uh, listeners to stay around. But Matthew Bolte, just in a couple of minutes, is this the sort of thing that you think is happening in a lot of Australian towns uh, where there's a rift between uh, civic authorities and spiritual authorities? Uh, reflect on that for a few moments with us. Well, Neil, I think uh, I think you're right, uh, and I think in a lot of uh, church communities, there's there's not even a, a concept that we need to be working alongside uh, the civic authorities. Uh, the Australian Prayer Network takes our the basis of our teaching on this out of Haggai chapter one and many other uh, the the whole rebuilding of uh, uh, of the community in Jerusalem that it wasn't just the um, priestly clans who rebuilt Jerusalem. In fact, it was a combination of work between the civic authorities, the governor, and the high priest, and that, that God puts 
both these levels of authority in for the protection of his people and that it makes common sense to work with one another. But as we've travelled around the nation, uh, we often get invited to sit and talk with mayors, just as we had that opportunity in Inverell. And uh, they are extremely open to wanting to work with the churches together for building community. Uh, it's, uh, it's remarkable how close both groups are in their overall aim for seeing a peaceful, harmonious uh, clean and tidy community. Um, Matthew, we'll cut in here. We're coming back after the news to continue yep. this conversation. We're going to yep. tell the story of the reconciliation service. Matthew Balti from the Australian Prayer Network, Randall Gorger, the leader of the Bruderhof community in Inverell, and Phil Wiedemann, who leads the Presbyterian Church in Inverell. Uh, we'll continue our conversation after the news here on 2020. Unpacking a amazing story of reconciliation that has happened in an Australian country town. We're talking about the town of Inverell in New South Wales. Now, the story is a significant story. Uh, there's a lot of different dimensions to it. But it really started with the arrival of a Christian group in the Inverell community called the Bruderhof community. It's a Christian community. They wanted to be self-sufficient. But because they looked a little different, there were some prejudices that developed and churches... Uh, began to have something of a rift between the Bruderhof community and their various uh, churches within Inverell. Well, the churches were challenged through teaching on prayer to be reconciled. And then at a moment where there was a couple of the pastors from the Inverell community uh, who went to meet with the council in Inverell, where there was a sledgehammer uh, word that came from the council that the church had a bad reputation because of a rift. And so we have the development of an opportunity for reconciliation. Our three guests who are with us today here on 2020 are Matthew Balti from the Australian Prayer Network, Randall Gorger, who's the leader of the Bruderhof community in Inverell, and Phil Wiedemann, who's representing the churches in Inverell. Three of these gentlemen, they are with us today here on 2020, and we've heard some uh, wonderful insights about uh, things that have happened out of the challenges that were presented there and the prejudices that can sometimes arise. Uh, gentlemen, let's get to a point where we can uh, start to talk about actual reconciliation. And Matthew Bolte, if I come to you, uh, mm. there was a, a process of things that were going on and eventually uh, getting to the point where there could be a reconciliation service. Uh, give us a little bit of a background on that. Well, I, uh, I want to say uh, up front, uh, it, it was uh, extremely brave of uh, uh, of the pastors of Inverell to actually listen to that word from the council and and you heard uh, Phil say the, the senior council employee said basically the churches are on the nose with the council and there's no possibility of a relationship in working together because of how you behaved toward this other Christian group but but then uh, then Phil and Chris took this back to the ministers association meeting and uh, Clearly, a spirit of reconciliation was was present in that meeting as they sought the Lord about how to move forward. 
Let's talk about how this reconciliation gathering started to uh, take shape. Uh, if I'm asking you, uh, Randall Gorger, as the leader of the Bruderhof community, uh, was this something that came as a surprise to you to hear of the churches in Inverell wanting to have some sort of a reconciliation meeting? Yeah, it was a total surprise. Uh, like I said in the beginning of our program, we had largely moved on from those first years, and we were um, building our community up. We were doing our mission and outreach, publishing our books. Um, and then suddenly uh, we get a call that some of the ministers want to meet with us and talk about the past and what had, uh, in their minds, been been wrong. And uh, vividly, I still remember meeting outside of our house with five or six ministers and them asking us to tell what were the hard things what did you experience what happened and the remarkable thing neil is that these ministers weren't involved they they were either not here at the time or they weren't in leadership position and they weren't involved in the opposition yet on behalf of their churches they were there to set something right and um, and make something right and it just totally um, it humbled us um, and made us realize that God was really, really at work and, and was wanting to bring reconciliation to the Inverell community. Phil Wiedemann, if I just throw in a little bit of a, a, a thought starter for you on this issue of reconciliation and the idea of getting together, uh, for most Christians who gather around a communion table each week and uh, we reflect on reconciliation before God, uh, the work of the cross. And we also often reflect on reconciliation one to another. When you've been sort of hit between the eyes uh, with the idea that there is a rift between Christian communities in the town, uh, how do you uh, then uh, sort of justify uh, this whole idea of, you know, having your communion uh, service, but there is a rift? I guess you feel this uh, uh, this inner tension that you've got to go and resolve something so that you can make things right before God. I, I think you're picking on something really important, but um, largely miss or not seen within the church. Um, certainly... Where the church is healthy and where communion is taken seriously, um, the issue of individual reconciliation is spoken about, and I think to some extent practiced within the church. But we're such an individual culture. And if you go to the scriptures, the scriptures are always talking about the church as a whole and the church of a city as a whole and this need for the corporate church to work together. And what ended up being unique about this situation was the ability to bring eight or nine churches from Inverell together and the Bruderhof community and do one mass reconciliation that reflected corporate repentance. And I would say that that is much harder to achieve and much less well understood um, in uh, the Australian community because the emphasis within Australia is on the individual and it has become that way in our churches. But that's not a biblical position. The biblical position is far more corporate than we recognise. Okay, let's talk about this actual reconciliation service because uh, a whole bunch of people from Inverell, as I understand it, around 250 people uh, from the churches of Inverell and about 180 members of the Bruderhof community 
uh, gathered in the uh, Danthonia meeting hall. Now, Danthonia is the name of the Bruderhof farm in Inverell. And uh, if I come to you, Randall, uh, in the way uh, that you would have been required to be setting all of that up, how were you feeling when when you recognised that something here could actually go wonderfully right or it could go dreadfully wrong? What were your thoughts in the lead-up to the reconciliation service? Well, I felt that God was in it. And if God's in it, then it's going to come right. And it was so apparent to me and to the rest of our community here that God was working something, and uh, my main concern was that we not get in the way of it. And so, in many ways, it it wasn't our service. It it was much bigger than that. It it was it was it belonged to the Christian, the wider Christian community, and who could come together. And if you could have seen Neil, pastors from the Uniting Church, from the Catholic Church from Pentecostal, from Evangelical, all lined up in front, corporately repenting for something. It, there was not a dry eye in the place. And, and, and so for, for us, we were just on the receiving end of grace. I was it going was to ask you about tears when you say not a dry eye in the place. Uh, there were some elements to your service which were very uniting in the way that uh, they would have brought people together and uh, the recognition of the uh, the call to unity. Uh, not a dry eye in the house. Uh, that hymn that you were that you chose on the day, uh, I'm sure there were a number, but uh, one of those that uh, that came to light was the hymn "Crown Him with Many Crowns." Yeah. Uh, describe, you know, the feeling of what happens when you get everyone united together and beginning to worship God in the way that you were. Well, the roof was coming off the building. That's <laughs> uh, yeah. all I can say. There, there was there was this joy that. Um, Jesus was giving a victory here. That, that's what I felt. And um, it was an amazing experience to be together with all these brothers and sisters in Christ and to feel like something new was being given and to also think that if it can happen here, it can happen in other towns. It can happen in other places. And it needs to happen. And um, we were filled with just this great expectation that from this, this experience that God's Spirit could move out. And that's been our prayer ever since that service. Let me ask you, Phil, another element of that service of reconciliation was the reading together of the Apostles' Creed. And uh, I know as a Presbyterian, you would be feeling very uh, empowered by the idea of everyone uniting around an Apostles' Creed. Describe the uh, the effect of actually standing together and reading that creed. Sure. It's, a, it's, it's, a, it's an unusual thing to have been a part of. Um, just, just to be able to gather in a small town with that many people in the first place. Um, but the, the universal... Um, sharing of something that has been critical to the church's beliefs for um, going on 1,700 years since the formulation of that document, and and the ability to stand in that room and declare out loud a confession, a confession of what we believe, 
and what we believe across different churches. And certainly the, there was never any attempt here to say that um, that all the churches in Inverell believe exactly the same things. Um, that's we, we all accept that that's not exactly the case. We weren't there so much to affirm the Bruderhof in their perspective on Christianity. We were there to say we share this statement. Um, we share what we believe to be um, an ancient witness to who Jesus is, to who the mm-hmm. Trinity is, and to what we're prepared to stand publicly and say. Yeah. So you have the roof being lifted off with this hymn singing that's coming from the combined churches of Inverell, and you're on the property of the Bruderhof community. Uh, let me come back to you, Matthew Balti, from the Australian Prayer Network. Another part of that service was the praying of the Lord's Prayer. Uh, reflect for us on just how powerful that is when you're in the process of reconciliation. Uh, Neil, uh, the whole service, uh, and as as both Randall and Phil have said, there were there were no dry eyes in the place. Um, having stood and affirmed our faith in Jesus together, and that was a powerful statement because it dealt with all the nonsense that had been said 17 years ago that that you know the Bruderhofs weren't Christian, and we we affirmed together that. But then, when we stood in intercessory prayer, and and asked the Father for the kingdom to come and for his will to be done and his name to be honoured. Um, that, that released something into the heavenlies, if I can use that expression. Um, it broke something and opened up something in, into the whole of the community in Inverell. It was a powerful moment of intercession for, for the whole of the community that God's kingdom would come in Inverell. And what we're talking about now is an exact picture of what the kingdom looks like. Brothers and sisters being reconciled and restored to one another. A biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. This is 2020 on Vision Christian Radio. Well, I hope you've been able to catch the importance and the excitement around what's happened in the community of Inverell in New South Wales. An amazing reconciliation where the churches in the town of Inverell had some prejudices against the arrival of a community called the Bruderhof community. And through a series of uh, issues, uh, times of teaching uh, together and uh, times of prayer, uh, there was a, uh, a sledgehammer moment where the council said you need to resolve the issue. And so uh, resulting from that, a reconciliation service uh, where the presence of God was very, very strong, as we heard uh, the description of the roof lifting. Uh, and I guess that's a way of talking about the way that the excitement of the community in worship came together, and particularly around the hymn, Crown Him With Many Crowns, the reading together of the Apostles' Creed and the praying together of the Lord's Prayer. Well, our three guests, Matthew Balti, Randall Gorger and Phil Wiedemann are with us. And uh, I just want to pick up on one more element that happened in the reconciliation service. And that was a formal statement of repentance. Uh, let me come to you, uh, Matthew, just for a quick description of that, that statement and how it might be framed. It, it was a, a blunt confession of sin uh, on behalf of the churches of Inverell, it was honest and and blunt, and in it it left it left nothing uh, hidden. 
uh, and it was just a thrill to see and hear the honesty of the uh, the representatives of the churches as they stood and publicly confessed their sin to the Bruderhofs and to the Inverell City Council. Phil Wiedemann, can you describe how you were feeling as uh, part of that blunt statement of repentance? Uh, yeah, it was... I guess I was in a situation at that point where I hadn't known what to expect from the service. Uh, we hadn't known how many people were going to turn up. Um, so we spent a lot of time formulating the, the thing. I'm, I'm not sure in that very moment I quite grasped how critically important what we were doing was. It sort of washes over you in, in, at different moments. Um, at, at in the moment, it was an act of simple obedience. Um, we weren't trying to achieve anything particularly special. We just knew in our spirits that uh, things had to be put right and it was the only way to honour Christ in the situation. And that because the opposition had been public, the repentance needed to be public. Um, so I can't overemphasise the importance of just simple obedience in that moment rather than trying to achieve something special. It was special, but that was something God brought to it. Mm-hmm. that we weren't necessarily expecting. Randall Gorger, you're the leader of the Bruderhof community and you read your own statement on the day. How did? Uh, what were the main elements of your statement? Well, our, our statement humbly accepted the apology, um, also realising that we have our own shortcomings, we are also sinners before God, and um, that we harbour no ill will, no grudges, and we're praying that the work God began um, in Inverell spreads, and that we can, through this, spur one another on. And it was just an, an acceptance of of the statement of repentance, and uh, yeah, it was beautiful. And when you have this repentance, this reconciliation, uh, there are the churches of Inverell. There's a response there from the Bruderhof community. Uh, Matthew Balti, there's another element here that's important. The council was involved in this reconciliation too. That's right, uh, Neil. There, there was a representative of the Inverell uh, uh, council at this uh, service. And, uh, and she accepted on behalf of the, the uh, churches of Inverell this formal apology, this formal confession of sin document, uh, because it wasn't just sin against uh, the Bruderhof community. The council also received a huge amount of vitriolic comment from uh, in, in the past. So when this councillor received that, uh, that formal document, she then took it back to a full council meeting Uh, and read that statement of confession of sin and seeking the forgiveness of the council. And uh, according to her, she reported back to us that it was received with standing ovation from the council. Well, that is breathtaking to consider that that's the way that the council responded when they see this reconciliation happen between uh, Christian churches in the community. We are running out of time. If I stay with you for a moment, Matthew Balti, uh, when you move forward from something like this, your wisdom on how you do that, I'm suspecting that humility is required on all sides uh, to ensure that uh, relationships grow stronger from strength to strength and that, uh, and that old uh, issues don't come to the surface. 
you're, you're exactly right. And I think the leadership um, from the Bruderhof community and from the, the Inverell churches has been extremely important in walking humbly together uh, in uh, in this process. And what has occurred uh, after that has been a number of uh, activities that have been done together, uh, a connection in uh, community prayer meetings and, uh, and, and gatherings and ministers' association meetings, but also there was a, a prayer and praise and food night that, uh, that's normally held uh, in the churches, around the churches of Inverell. Well, not, not too long ago, they held one out at the, at the Danthonia Bruderhof community there uh, together as well. Uh, but even, even more interestingly than that, this whole uh, reconciliation process has opened up uh, for particularly for the uh, Danthonia community, uh, uh, a wonderful reconnection with the broader body of Christ around this nation, and a number of of groups and ministries and organisations are now uh, connecting in brotherly fellowship uh, with the uh, with the Bruderhofs. And and Randall must be you must be really thrilled with how that's opening out. Yeah, Matthew, it's it's very very true, and uh, we've we've been drawn into a new relationship with our local churches. We've been drawn into uh, the the local prayer network. Um, We've been drawn into the different issues that the churches are grappling with and want to be part of it and want to be a support and want to spur, as Paul says in Hebrews, one another on. And uh, you're right, it's it's opened up relationships actually far beyond Inverell. Well, time has come to a close uh, when it comes to uh, our conversation today, but I must say it's been an absolute privilege uh, to be able to tell the story on 2020. And I know that there'll be communities around Australia who recognise some similar uh, rifts that need to be resolved and reconciled in their own communities, whether it's uh, inter-church or whether it's uh, involving the civic authorities as well. I want to point people to how you can get more detail about the uh, various ones that we've been talking to today. Ozprayernet.org.au is the Australian Prayer Network website. That's where you'll be able to, I think you'll be able to read the story as it's unfolded as well if you want to get the details of what's happened today. But ozprayernet.org.au, you might even want to have one of these Watchmen School of Intercessions in your town. ozprayernet.org.au. You can also uh, Google the the Bruderhof community in Inverell as well, get an idea of what the community looks like. And you can also, uh, there's a page too for the Inverell Presbyterian Church uh, where Phil Wiedemann is the pastor. And uh, to the three of you, Matthew Bolte, Randall Gorger and Phil Wiedemann, thanks so much for sharing your hearts with us uh, today here on 2020. Thanks very much, Neil. Thank you, Neil. Yeah, thanks, Neil. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.